uh, hello and and welcome <laughs> to another exciting episode of uh, the Dad and Sons podcast. <laughs> Although, if you saw this episode title and you were watching the video of this episode right now, uh, you may notice we're we're doing something a little um, a little different this week. Uh, we are accompanying the audio of this game to footage of the game of us mucking around here in this game. Welcome to Dadland. <laughs> where we are just running around in circles. <laughs> this is the, the beauty of Valheim. Chasing, chasing your bros. <laughs> so I guess Come we should kind of mention that we're going to have the server up for everyone to fuck around in after. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the sons and the daughters will be able to pick up uh, after us and, and get our little village going. Yeah, we are like the gods of this world. We just, we form it, we shape it, we fuck off, and then it is yours. Dad yeah. so will be yours. We'll occasionally be narrating what's going on for uh, those of you listening at home. And and once again, if you've seen the title of the episode, you may be worrying if we are just going to talk about Valheim. You know, the, the current flavor of the month, the, the, the like, hot indie darling of the now. But no! We're actually in opposition... <laughs> In opposition of all the best business practices, <laughs> we are going to try to do a regular podcast episode at the same time as the Let's Play of this game. So that also means discussing about other games we have played, other media we have consumed, while also discussing some news stories from this week, while also taking your listener questions at the end of the episode, while also building us a cute little Viking village. We're already almost dying to a ball. This is going incredibly well. Oh, fuck! Why did that tree fall? Oh, okay. Matt, I, I'm assuming you were doing that with the axe. Oh, Put your hands. Is there, <laughs> there's a grayling! <laughs> guys, guys, I need okay. your help. <laughs> it, it doesn't help if I die so early in the episode. A, a, a good place to start off on, I just want to say, is that I'm never going to be able to play like a craft him up again where the trees don't actually Yeah, fall they don't down. kill you. Like that is so. If anybody, good. oh look at if that. anybody ah, who's questioning no. Matt's gamer credentials, he's already got like an X, already. Yeah. <laughs> and and I just don't know if I can go back to games where the trees disappear. You know, like like look at them roll oh, around. They are causing chaos. There is pandemonium <laughs> in the forest. <laughs> so what else alongside Valheim have you guys been doing this week? It's been a while, because we're recording pretty late this week due to uh, my life being in the way, but what the, what have you been doing this week other than Valheim? Well, you know, I was playing Bloodborne, and then uh, Luke Carroll happened. Oh, baby! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're all kind of feeding our addictions from, from the hot new games, it I've looks like. We've been playing fairly yeah. like, similar games recently, which is pretty good. Well, the, all three of us did do a, a server day with Valheim in, in the Dad and Sons Discord, and that was absolutely a blast. This game oh. has, has such a different dynamic with uh, multiplayer on, but um, one thing that I thought was really interesting was that w when someone joined, they just immediately asked right away, what makes Valheim different from the regular Craft-em-up games? Um, you're a Viking. <laughs> I... Uh... There's, there's more. Like, like this cool physics engine. You said that just as a tree came tumbling down into three beautiful rigid bodies. 
God, they have so, such good rigid bodies. The physics system is is definitely more involved. Like, it almost feels like kind of Minecraft 2 in a way. Like, that same core loop, but just with, like, bigger, better technology behind everything. Um, I love the building in this game. It's so janky. Like, it's just it, it just works in such a janky way that it really allows me to build my dreams. Like, building a bed on top of two ladders in the sky. Where else can you do that? I'm, I'm wondering where that dream came from. It's, uh, well, I don't know. Um, being a Viking. I will admit, though, same as Matt, it's been it's been hard. Like, trying to play Valheim, but also trying to stop play, playing Loop Hero has been yeah. incredibly tough. So, Matt, I'm assuming I, uh, you've finished it, like, eight times now. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I may have finished it after telling you after, what, it was a Q&A? Is that what we were talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I finished it that that morning after. God damn it. The Q&A. God yeah. damn it. But, like, like, once you kind of realize how they, how they do things, it, it it's not too hard to, like, get to, like, the last boss and stuff. Like, I would say, not to... If you want to figure out on your own way how to, to do this, you might want to skip five minutes. But, like, through... <laughs> Chapter one through three, like literally, like the thief can just steamroll everybody. As long as you make the right decisions, you get um, and you, you spawn a lot of monsters. Specifically, probably like vampire, yeah. like strong enemies, yeah. vampire or blood growth stuff enemies. Vampire always have a, a, a ton of them. You can turn in all your trophies from the thief to get like incredibly high level gear. Every and then every loop, you just get great gear over and over and over again. And you just you're just over leveled by the end of it. And any boss you come across, you're just killing. Now for the last one, I gotta say Necromancer in Chapter Four is pretty much pretty much makes it like super easy. I, I wouldn't say super easy, but, but so I guess like, my play style. But unlocking these characters are pretty is pretty tough, right? Like you don't you have to play the game a fair amount in chapter one and two before you get the thief, or even before you even get in the rogue. Because you have to do build. Like yeah. it, it's not like the, the thing is with this game is you have these cards, and not all the cards are useful for the character that you're playing. You have three classes. You have your, your warrior, your 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 thief, and your necromancer. Right? And all these cards, the type of build you do and how you set up your tiles when you're actually playing the loop, it that's what really benefits you and actually make the game easier or harder depending on like what, what you learn. It, it, it's so fucking good. It's so good. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's gotta be, when you said this was one of your favorite games, I now understand. Like it, Because it's so satisfying to figure shit out. You know, yeah. and figure out what works and what doesn't work. And like, and when you figure it out, when you find out a nice build that feels rewarding and you kill the boss, you're like, yeah, this guy was almost impossible just like five hours ago. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it does have like the RPG feeling as well. Like you get to level up your, your, your town as well and place and rearrange your town how you want to rearrange your town and those give you buffs and then you get there's all sorts of shit that you can upgrade it's not just like oh you're just going around in the loop and that's pretty much it yeah but yeah like, <laughs> as you go on you unlock new cards you you unlock um new abilities for your, from your town 
it is a well thought out game. Sure, certain cards, probably not so good, but I think for what it is, my God, was it was it was thirteen dollars? Yeah. Holy shit! Did I pay thirty? I, I played thirty hours. Ooh, of this game. Thirty hours, and that was in a short. Yeah, that was that, that was, was like five days, up. right? Something something. Yeah, it, I like the first two days were just me playing this. It was yeah yeah it's it's a good it's a good one. It's definitely a good. It one. is a good. I love. I just. I love like having it in front of my eyes. I love the way it looks. I love every, all the little mechanical pieces of it, like working in tandem. And I saw. I saw like a tweet from somebody. I think it was like one of the head editors of IGN or something. And they were like, "Man, I really wish I could like Loop Hero, but it's so ugly." And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, what's what? wrong with that kidding? guy? Are you kidding? Huh? Are you honestly kidding me? It's like one of the most like charming little games I've seen. It's It has an extremely efficient art style that uh, makes every single pixel count. And isn't that know, what you right? want? It's just, oh man, I love that. I love that little game. It's freaking adorable. It's good. It's very, very good. Good. Yeah, it's very, very good. I I fully agree with Liam's assessment. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what? I didn't know it was this good. Apparently, it's that good. Apparently, it's that good. Um, does uh does anything really interesting end up happening with uh, the story? As you guys, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not as far as I'm on chapter three, so I'm nowhere near as far as Matt. But really, like, it's uh. It's interesting. I feel like they could have done more, just in general, just because the premise is so interesting that, the, you know, the world doesn't exist anymore, but it exists in the fragments of mem memories, and you can collect these fragments, and you can sort of rebuild the world, like, out of that. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. You kind of ignore it, because you spend so many times doing the loop, and you're just like, okay, the, uh, the workbench right, is right. now not exposed. We, we, we have God. building abilities. Is it? It is now not <laughs> you gonna get banned on dick. Twitch. Good. <laughs> for exposing itself. <laughs> Hell yeah. I can, now I, I can, can get rid of this thing. That repair everything in one single click. It's <laughs> just random wood lying around. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was, was, was some leftover Always. floating wood. Always gotta make sure to clear your floating wood from the sky, kids. That's not historically accurate. That's not how Vikings Always really hide did your, it. Always hide your wood. Oh, I like this. Where are we going with this, George? Are we going into the water with this? A, a beautiful waterfront. Oh, no, yeah, it spawned us right next to a beautiful, uh... Although, as, as I scan the horizon, it looks like we might be next to a lake instead of the ocean, but, uh... I don't know. Maybe maybe down south we have some open area. But I love how I don't know. Like, we, can, we can see we can see land across. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I I love what a sense of like wonder and discovery this game kind of evokes. So yeah, I've been real big on Valheim. I fell in love with Valheim. I'm I'm having a blast with Valheim. Yeah, which we did tell you you would. I feel like we've all recommended ourselves games recently <laughs> very well. We're doing a pretty good job for each other at the moment. Oh man, there's a lot of cut trees here. <laughs> I, I, I also want to want to point out for for the um, the, the people who aren't in the know, uh, whenever 
we end up playing Valheim on the server, I, I think it's McCree, always make sure to mention that in history, apparently, a lot of Viking women died from asphyxiation of them not building proper ventilation <laughs> for the the fireplaces. Okay, so smoke damage is a real thing. Smoke damage so is historically why, accurate, yes. We wondered, we wondered why those houses were just causing us damage. Uh, and one member who had just joined and was like, at the early level, had no abilities or anything, was just dying of smoke damage. And we had no idea why. I, I, I appreciate that uh, this game manages to tap into that sort of historical fun fact mode of frame of reference. But also, was it McCree? Was it McCree who is really, yeah. really good at building Viking homes in this game? Uh, he would claim he was. Oh, okay. But I had to, I had to put him in his place. And, no, not Lee. Le and, and, and you know, okay. I had to put him, put him in his place, and and, and ruin his house. Let's share some stories, right? Because last Friday, <laughs> last Friday, we made some stories. I feel the record might need to be corrected here with what Liam is saying, because that's not quite how I remember it. Whoa, what do you mean? I remember you building a staircase straight up into the sky and then wondering why you couldn't put a bed on top of it. <laughs> no, my mission was that I wanted uh. to build the highest bed out of everybody. Uh. And I basically built myself a one I built myself a Japanese apartment <laughs> in the sky. Yes. Which 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 then for some reason Matt became my tenant of and Matt just sat in my house yes. while I built around him. <laughs> I I I exactly remember opening it up and be like, wow, this is extremely I cramped. was playing loop hero while listening to you guys <laughs> fuck around. <laughs> That's basically what was going on. <laughs> Of course. Uh, I was like, course. Matt's just chilling. He looks like, you know, he had his helmet and his cape on. He looked like an old wanderer. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Someone called me and, the Dark Souls merchant. What? Just constantly. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You, were, you were a bit like an NPC. Because you were, like, just sitting there laughing at everyone's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, I'm I'm quite surprised that uh, between the three of us, I'm I'm fairly certain that Liam is the one that takes video games the most seriously. What? And yet, when we threw him into Valheim with the the Discord, he became a little griefer. You were a little troublemaker <laughs> that night. You were just just blocking everyone's projects, uh, running around naked, attracting monsters into the home. I was I I look. We were building a lovely town together, but we needed a moat, and it all started because we needed a moat. So I just pickaxed us through to the ocean and flooded McCree's house. Oh my goodness! Which then became a good thing because then G George built his house on top of the remains. Yeah, you built a giant hole one. in the ground where there was a loving family home. Yeah, and and that became our like the main focal point of the town. So somehow people like McCree are able to make extremely beautiful houses in Valheim that don't look like your usual janky player made gunk. But uh me on the other hand, yeah, you you're not exactly uh Mr. Home Decorator, are you really? I try. I try. I just made a lovely little half-finished cube. Uh, for those who are only listening, imagine, if you will, a Twinkie, half-eaten. That's kind of sort of what we're working with here. 
we now have a front door. Um, at some place, there's going to be a, a fireplace in here. It's, I need to make sure we don't die of, of asphyxiation it from. Was, you, you were pretty much building, like, baby's first Minecraft oh, house, essentially. Oh, <laughs> and get no appreciation here. Uh, hey, well, it became the focal point of the town until I built two ladders, like giant ladders, on top of it. And, that until went into then, the sky. yes, yes, of course. It was all it was all fun and games until the Liam Nation attacked. <laughs> Do we have a fireplace? We need to put a fireplace. We down. need a fireplace, but I don't. I don't have any resin. And and according to McCree's instructions, I decided to build our Viking house on a foundation instead of straight on the the ground like like savages. But it doesn't seem to be working out for me as well as it does him. I I don't know how to tuck a fireplace into this thing as well as he does. Oh, yeah, I just got some deer hide. And he's not the only person who I've seen use the game as an outlet for that. I, I've been playing it with another group of friends, and sure enough, there is one guy in their group who is the resident Viking architecture major, apparently. <laughs> and ultimately, though, at the end of the day, I just can't get over how, even when you're not that good at building in this game, the house is still going to at least look okay. It's not something that you have to open up a, a wiki guide on, like, Aesthetic Minecraft House Building 101. Uh, we, sh we should also mention that uh, we do have Matt here with us, but <laughs> Matt's more like our overseeing camera mm, guy. Yeah, I walked him through the uh, first-person camera mod installation. Trying to. I, I should have uh, made the server because uh, I would be able to activate uh, creative mode and be able to fly around. Can you do that in multiplayer mode? Yeah, you can. I, but I have to be the server guy. So, so I'm I'm gonna say I do not cheat at games often. Oh, damn! But, but one time I died way too far away from my home in Valheim and decided to turn cheats on and fly my way back. <laughs> oh, can you freely do that? Oh man, I love these devs. They've just like give the players the tools that make them customize the game to their extent. Like, Press F5, it's five, but I'm a cheater. And you activate cheat. cheater. Cheats are now true. Okay. <laughs> is it for uh, everyone? <laughs> debug mode is now true. I can fly around. Can you guys fly around if you no. press the Z button? No. I don't think are it works. So I have to. I would have to type it as well. All right. All right. Try try debug. George mode. is a cheater. G M O D E. All one word. I, I don't, I don't oh, think it's gonna. Shit. I think it's only the server guy. Only the server guy. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um. I'm quite happy <laughs> being a, a, a good Viking, a good little Viking. I don't want to be no dirt. I don't want to be no dirty cheetah. Well, I really appreciate the linguistics of the console because when you type in "I'm a cheater," it then says <laughs> "true." <laughs> So I don't know about you guys, apart from playing other games other than uh, Valheim this week, uh, but I purchased Ooh. a 3DS game in 2021. Everyone makes fun of me for doing old person shit, and there you are eating. He doesn't do it all the time, team, though. He doesn't do it all the time. Listening to baseball on the radio and, yeah. and buying 3DS games. <laughs> <laughs> buying old 3DS games for sure. Which game? Um, uh, it was. I don't know how I missed it. Obviously, I like I like sports, right? I like soccer. 
And I'm, you know, I've made a sports game in the past, uh, and I'm doing some research about some stuff. And I came across a Nintendo soccer game oh that released for the 3DS that I had no idea about. It's called um, Nintendo Pocket Soccer something. Nintendo Pocket Soccer Club or something? And it was like one Dude, of the... We don't have um, easy access to just like alt-tabbing to Wikipedia, so maybe we should just all guess. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, but I'm going also to my to my Twitter where I posted uh, about it. Uh, I'm trying to figure out... I'm, I'm gonna... Is it Nintendo Snoo Soccer? <laughs> it was Nintendo <laughs> Pocket <laughs> Football Club. Of course, oh. not soccer. Um... But I, supposedly, I think it only released in Europe, which, you know, would make a lot oh, of so sense. Oh, so they call it football. Football. But, uh, yeah, so, I, ne- I and I don't know why I missed this, but it seems to be one of those games that was a digital-only game from Nintendo um, that released on the 3DS eShop. And uh, it's like, basically, I've only played a couple of hours of it now, and it's fairly, it's fairly r- simple and pretty rote. Um, you're just managing a soccer team, and it's cute and adorable, and you kind of like it's kind of like mini Pokemon. Not really. Inazuma Eleven is more like that, but um, you know you're managing this team, and it's really unique because you'll play games <laughs> and and you'll watch the team auto sim the game, right? Game and watch, and they'll sort of run through. Uh, the match, and when they're not so good at stuff, say shooting and stuff, your, your me character will shout like, oh, he's terrible at shooting, we should practice that, and you get like these little trading cards that allow you to uh, train in certain areas that you're weak at, so the game is always constantly giving you like these cards for whatever your team is sucking at, so then you can improve in those areas, and it's pretty good at like showing you how to focus on the weak points of the team and upgrade them and stuff like that. Um, but it's fairly simple. It's a good little, cute little time. It's kind of been, you know, it's the, those rose-tinted glasses of like, oh, I'm playing on a 3DS. This is kind of adorable. And uh, yeah, so I've been playing my 3DS this week, and my hands are now really cramped um, because yeah, those buttons are real tiny. Uh, the, just the thing yeah. is tiny. But it, it, it's nice to look at that screen again, and you know, play in 3D and see the holograms play 3d for a little bit <laughs> it's good fun um but yeah that's all i really played outside of Valheim. <laughs> yeah George, have you played anything I, or matt have you played anything outside yeah. of loop hero what the hell have you guys been doing well george you go i've i've been playing valheim and writing about hitman and writing advertisements for dildo Ooh. websites i also <laughs> oh wow read nice. a I read two actual Norse sagas. Of, uh, oh no! Here we go. I this is it, isn't it? Gre- yeah, Greece is over. Yeah. It's all about the Vikings. Oh, no. Remember a year oh, and no. a half ago when they revealed Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I was like, I'm going to read the Norse sagas while playing through Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> yes, very and much so. and I I ended up reading through some Norse sagas while playing Valheim instead because, as it turns out, Assassin's Creed Valhalla kind of kind of suffered from, like, the franchise fatigue problem. Um, unfortunate. But what is fortunate is that I read through the Vinland Sagas about Leif Erikson sailing to America and getting chased off by the natives. Wait, are we talking Vinland Saga the manga or Vinland Saga, like, 
I found out it was a manga. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a fucking great manga. And it's it a, turns a fantastic out fantastic anime too. But it doesn't have anything to do with the actual Vin well not anything. It doesn't actually take place in the Vinland saga. It's not the events as depicted in the Vinland sagas. And the reasoning why as I discovered is that they're actually a lot more boring than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. Is that kind of put you off? Uh, yeah, kind of, because, like, a year and a half ago, I was so big into, like, ancient mythology. I was, like, reading the Book of Genesis alongside, um, the Iliad and Gilgamesh and, and the Odyssey. And those... Really delving deep into Adam and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, by the, by the time this episode is out, I don't know if the ending will be up, but I literally just made an ancient aliens parody for my adam and eve commercial this time <laughs> like like i had a lot of fun with that but anyways yeah i read i read the norse uh vinland sagas where uh leif erikson goes to to live for a year in canada but it doesn't work out um it was a lot more boring than i was expecting because I think I'm too used to those, like, all-time greatest hits classics. You know, like, the most important <laughs> works of all literature ever. No one, no oh, one ever... Shit, I died. Whew, no one ever seems to, to care as much about the Vinland sagas as, as, you know, they do about the actual Adam and Eve. Um, but yeah, it's from a very weird and different crossroads in history where those heroic stories of mythological history that are more historical fiction than they are history were getting phased out in favor of these vikings writing stuff down with a pen on a piece of paper for the sake of hard history uh this is when the vikings were were christianizing um if you if you believe national stereotypes then then this would be the part of the history where 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 christianity is quelling the savage hearts of the barbarians in europe but it's more complicated than that. In the story, uh, Leif Erikson is supposed to be sailing to Greenland to convert Greenland to Christianity, but he ends up getting blown way off course and uh, lands in North America instead. And they try to set a settlement up, and you know what? I'm skipping ahead, because actually the most interesting parts of this story come before that. And it's the parts of the story that resemble the fantasy they're capturing in the game. And that's when they're sailing around in the middle of nowhere. They don't know where they are. The The narrator is just like, And so they stayed in their boat for four days until touching down on the next land, which was covered in forests, so they called it Fjordland. Where they're just naming wherever they land based on whatever resources they happen to find right away. And, and when thinking back on how Valheim works, I thought that was really cute. That, like, Valheim really is, like, an honest exploration of uh, this history-cultural power fantasy that, uh, when, when you get down to the brass tacks of it, too, Minecraft was doing that as well. And, oh god, I just died in a historically accurate fashion by <laughs> running into the fire and, and popping dead while, while trying to tell my stories but anyways yeah um so so this game was also done by a swedish team <laughs> that i feel are uh being a little more explicit <laughs> about the kind of power fantasy that minecraft itself was meant to evoke <laughs> and it reminds me of one of the last big interviews notch did before he went crazy where he was talking to the new york times about it and how uh in the new york times they they mentioned that in sweden in public school they teach you woodworking as a kid 
They do that in the UK. Oh, come on. Are we just are we just broke of this important skill that everyone else gets to learn? You didn't have something called design tech when you were in school? Uh, there was computer assisted design. Yeah, there was some kind of design class and it was awful. And the teacher just sat in the back so you, of the room while all the kids so you played did like, Halo. Oh yeah, no, so you did now like, Matt's on fire! <laughs> oh god, oh god, oh god. This is my <laughs> yes, yes, he just like literally ran from one side of my frame to the other through the fire and the flames we carry on! <laughs> If anybody didn't know, George is having a very good time. For, also, for, for context, we are recording this during Liam's morning and my night. Uh, yeah. It's usually the other way around, so so that this might is, explain. Uh, this is a refreshing day. Okay, anyways, what was I... The Vinland Sagas, surprisingly boring. They're trying to write down harder history. The stories begin with, like, there once was a man named Olaf, and the stories end with, and now the deeds of his days can be recorded in writing. And, uh, they don't really do magic and monsters so much as I was hoping for. One In one version of the story, one of the Vikings' wives uh, comes back from the dead as a draugr. Ooh. Yeah, I know, right? You would think it would be super duper interesting. But all oh. they do <laughs> is is come back to haunt their their the, the their husbands and, and some other Viking men to say, Ooh, you should actually bury your dead in the church instead of on their farms where they lived. Oh So it's like Chris like, Jesus advice. <laughs> yeah, Jesus advice. And and oh, occasionally it's always, it's always Jesus. Why is Jesus always getting in the way of things? Because this was written when the Vikings were converting <laughs> to Christianity. So you have conflicts between paganism wow. and Christianity in this story so it, it, that it's So essentially it was propag it was propaganda. Leif Erikson's life got propagandized ever so slightly. I mean it's not as big a deal as is is some of the other is, shit I've read, but it's still there. Is it culturally significant that my only reference point for Leif Erikson was that one episode of Spongebob <laughs> where it was Leif Erikson Day? In the American school system, they, they make a little bit of a bigger deal about him, I guess, but... That's because he, he found America. He found that America. Way. Oh, always America with you guys. But, but you know, <laughs> the, the, the common retort is there was already someone there, right? So, yeah. um, yeah, the, the magic and monsters don't have anything to do with the natives. It has to do with the Vikings converting to Christianity. Uh, one of the, the Vikings' wives comes back as a draugr and tells them to bury their dead at the church instead of at the farm. They also have one of the Vikings go hungry. He wanders off into the woods and goes crazy from exposure. They find him saying a prayer to Odin, or no, not to Odin, to Thor, on a rock. And uh, when they get back to the camp, a whale washed up on the beach. And they decide to eat the whale. And it gives them food poisoning. And oh. so then they're like, let's have a pray to Jesus instead. <laughs> and when they do, the fish start biting their hooks after a, a long, cold winter where there were no fish ah, biting. Ah, the Jesus power, right? the power yep, of Christ yep, compels yep. the fish. So, so if you if you're a if you're a Christian Viking, you have better days at the fishing pier than than if you're if you're following the old gods. Man, that's what the next God of War should be about: Kratos finding Jesus. <laughs> 
Holy shit. And having a fight with Jesus? Can you imagine an epic fight with Jesus? See, I was more thinking of him going to church, but now I'm imagining him fighting Jesus, and it's like Superman versus Goku. Dude, God of War versus the Son of Man. Yeah. I like it. See, I'll watch that UFC fight. Yep. Sure. <laughs> Is that the next Smash Brothers <laughs> DLC? I'll get that on pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Barlog is the higher oh, us. That's, that's, that's just the truth. And that's the gospel truth. That's the... <laughs> what, would Jesus, what would Kratos do? <laughs> what would Kratos do? But yeah. Okay, we've got, we, we got a nice house going here, boys. We've got a good house. Dadland is open for business. I mean, I'm just floating. kind of leveling the ground above the the fireplace, so you know none of our women asphyxiate. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The... Oh yeah, because we're totally <laughs> gonna have them. <laughs> but, I mean, to, 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 you remember how how it was also a big old deal whether or not you could play as a girl Viking when when, when Assassin's yeah, Creed Val oh, Assassin's right. Creed Ragnarok it's too hard to make women's buddies. So, in the Icelandic sagas, in the saga of Eric the Red, when they are under attack by natives, one of the women who is pregnant at the time, like, this is a historical source where one of those Viking warrior women pop up. She, she strips half her dress off, picks up a sword from, from one of the dead men laying on the ground, and then just starts wailing. And the narrator Good. makes sure to mention how, how impressed everyone was and how scared the, the natives were. I mean, I'd be impressed. I'd be impressed if one of you took your top off and started running at people with swords. Let alone anybody else. Yes. What, what heroic deeds, right? I, I also was expecting them to care a little bit more about the natives, but I guess that's a, a, a case where modern sensibilities are probably overlapping with the historical ones. These Vikings did not give a shit. I was going to say, were, were they the pillaging type? Were they just... Uh, they try to trade with them at first, but then relationships get sour because they don't bother uh, to try and learn each other's language at all. Uh, I just, I, I guess I don't know what I was expecting, because one of the things oh, that's... Can you imagine a Valheim server where you start it with, like, people from a foreign country, and then you have to trade and bargain with each other in a foreign language? That, like a, like, I think that could be a game. Like uh, I don't know. That would be so cool. There have been cool linguistics mechanics in in like Outer Wilds, for example. I don't want to spoil when it happens, but like even linguistics is a is a science activity. They turn into a game for a bit of that one. Oh, but, I can imagine George playing on a Japanese server trying to bargain <laughs> for wood with like Japanese server players. The, the reason I suppose I shouldn't be surprised is that it is harder from an American perspective to put your your self in the brains of, of Vikings at the time who would have been encountering natives all over the place. Because, cause like, the, the world in general, especially Northern Europe, was not heavily urbanized at all. So the Vikings simultaneously weren't that surprised to find the natives there, but unlike modern audiences, they're not like, ooh, what tribe were they? Are they... <laughs> Did they find the Inuit? <laughs> so, so when I went down the Wikipedia hole, they were calling them a, uh, a proto-Inuit group or something. Apparently, whatever natives these Vikings encountered have were, were long dead by the time Columbus got there afterwards. Man. People were just finding things before Columbus, and he wasn't even supposed to find it. They, and they thought Columbus did it first because the Vikings had these records stashed away from the rest of Europe. <laughs> Only for Americans a while too. would make a would make a day about a man who found a country he didn't mean to find 
many, many years after other people had already found such country. It's getting better about that. Like, I really, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, they did do some, like, deification of Christopher Columbus, but I've heard that's not part of the curriculum anymore. Oh, that, like, when, whenever Columbus Day rolls around, they do mention how shitty he was to the natives. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you going to give up reading Norse mythology because it's boring? No, I'm sure there's some better ones out there. But I felt like this one was appropriate because I feel like... Like, it was, it's kind of the adventure this game was built to capture. Like, a lot of what they do in the saga, you are doing in the game. They, they... I would totally be into reading about Viking housing and what... Yeah. <laughs> what were their architectural yeah, uh, I, they don't philosophies. Go, they don't go into detail, but they do make a base for, like, every winter. If they have to stay for the winter, they will make a little town wherever they land. <laughs> And they'll name it after whatever they find, and they'll gather the local wood and, and try to make sure it's good wood. Like it, it did, it did hit a cute, satisfying. Oh, this five hundred years, to, no, a thousand years later, butterfly effect into do a video game about what they're doing. That uh, that I thought was still really adorable and fun, and also I'm I'm glad I finally read you know one of the. According to my fifth grade history teachers, at least, one of the, the foundational works of my people's history. Anyways, I think Leif Erikson is more a thing in, in America school than it is in European schools. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's a Spongebob joke to me. Also, it turned out that he wasn't the first. Uh, there was some other Viking who laid eyes on the land, but then they all came back with Leif Erikson a year later. And that's when they when they seriously Taking tried credit to for other people's settle. hard work. Exactly. God. All right. Let's see if I can make myself a proper fireplace. I don't know if I can unless I get more stone. Yeah, I'm starting to get a bit smoke inhalated being right above the fire, building us a balcony. So I want to recommend, because uh, I, I haven't talked about Netflix no Ooh. till bit. I want to recommend. <laughs> Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie? That is a good film. That is a good film. Oh, it's a movie, so it won't take all week. No, it won't. It it is about relationships, toxicity. Yeah, yeah. Like Mr. Boop. And I would say, if you you watch Tenet and you, you... um, Hated Tenet. You're, you're thinking, oh, <laughs> the main guy in Tenet, that guy's dry, garbage, you know, Denzel Washington's kid. What would happen to you? In this one, he's actually good. And oh. supposedly he was good before Tenet, too. Wait, Denzel Washington's so, that guy's All I know dad? of him. Yeah. Oh, my God. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. But, um, so, yeah, wait, he was the kid I'd who recommend needed surgery? It if you're into... <laughs> he was the kid who needed surgery so bad that he took the hospital hostage. Is that is that what happened? In oh some no, movie? never. It's an old movie from like twenty years ago. Never mind. <laughs> D- Denzel oh. Washington movie. <laughs> oh, about oh, wow. a, a father oh, wow. and a son. That was years ago. Holy crap! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Sorry, George like is bad at making ago. jokes again. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just pick these stones up and bring them back to base for the very thrilling gameplay everyone's watching. <laughs> if, if you want to hear a deep conversation about um, uh, relationships, 
then I would say give this a try. Give this a try. It's, it's, it's not that for scares everyone, me. but it will be for some. Um, for sure. And I know the thing that has took me away from Bloodborne has been Webtoons. Webtoons? What's this? It's it's like a... It's a... It's like a site where people get to put their comics up? I think it used this to be is, something is this else like with jo- manga Is this like a George Betty Boop thing? Yeah, did you stumble no, down a weird part of the it's internet? More, it's like American manga. Comics! With original. Comic, comic books. Comic books. It, it's uh, pretty good. I've been heavily, heavily into un, um, unoriginal. Netflix no, unoriginals? Unoriginal. <laughs> unordinary. Sorry. Unordinary. George, what are you Even doing? It has took I'm a very windows for the turn. ventilation for the fire. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I sorry, Matt. <laughs> Webtoons and tunes. It, it's a, it's a good one. It, it's a good one. Check out some some webtoons. <laughs> We're kind of hotboxing <laughs> no, the place. Let's talk about the ventilation in the yeah, fucking just, in the fucking I'm, house. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm building windows because unfortunately the cube I built is kind of turned into a, a hot box right now from the fireplace. Oh no! Did I burn the meat? Ah, oh, missing wood. Damn it! All right, I, I can I'll, never I'll, get my I'll wood. I'll toss up. you some wood. I have lots and lots of wood for you. Let's toss Liam twenty Put pieces of chest. wood. There you oh, go. Oh, thank you. Oh no, I just thank vomited you. it out into your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> my rags picked it up. I like awesome. my balcony, Matt. That was pretty nice. Thanks, man. It's a terrace for our ocean view. Hold my hand. Hold. If Valheim is romantic, Hold. okay. I had a really, oh, really good oh. experience, right? <laughs> Isn't this just the cutest game? And it For counts- people who are listening to the audio segment, it's the three oh. of us sat in my terrace, looking, looking out the, upon the, the ocean. Sunset. And, and what I think is extremely fucking important for all the gamers in the crowd is that this is actually a me- gameplay mechanic. Like, we, we're we technically resting here. We I feel rested. My stamina and health is going to regen faster for eight minutes now. There I we go. Time to go. So I had an extremely cool moment where I logged into a server with a friend and we set sail on his first long voyage together and we started telling stories about the monsters we found and like whether or not there are sea monsters in this game. And he was like, oh, I don't know. I haven't seen any yet. And I was just like, have you heard the tale of Gyarados, brother? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Leviathan? Some say there are more bosses incoming. Some say this is it. We may never know for sure. Like, I, everything about this feels like a super-duper honest exploration of, like, what what is so cool about community storytelling and town-building and myth-making together. I fucking love it. Oh. I kind of, I, I, you know, it's for a man who doesn't jump on that hype train very often, George... Considering you're you're a preacher of not pre-ordering and stuff like that, it is, oh yeah, endearing to hear you. And not early access. And not early well. access, even though Valheim is early access. Oh yeah, I kind of gave shit. that up after uh, Subnautica because Subnautica was really fucking good, and I came into it at the very tail end of its lifespan. And I wonder if I could have gotten the same experience maybe like six months earlier or something. I don't. And Valheim is just beginning, my love. 
Right, so my plan actually is to do these first four bosses and then not play it for like a year and a half so that when I come back it feels like a fresh new thing again. That's gonna be good. Oh, and by then you know, you know that whatever gets left behind on the dad and son server is gonna be a giant stone city by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanna, I wanna come back no. and have everybody just build upon a thing. Sorry, Matt, what were you saying? Just know that I beat the second boss, and um, have you have you fought the second boss? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have. Fought yeah, it. I beat it. I beat the third boss, my friend. Have you heard legends of the third boss? Wait, wait, what? You have? Don't you been playing this like a maniac? Very difficult fight. One where where uh, your your weapon oh. properties are something you gotta pay attention to for once. Whoa! Okay, never mind. No, no, never no, mind. no. What, that what, means what, you played hours. What were you gonna say? What? And hours. Let me check. Let me check. Uh, I want to check uh, how much you played mine. That means you played. I might have the the privacy lot. setting set to do not embarrass me mode. But how much have you played, George? A lot. A good chunk. How, how much do you? No, think? no. I need to see those numbers because let me tell you, that second boss, that requires you to have some like beef. Beefy armor. He has some elemental weaknesses and a exploitable cheese spot on his own altar. Wait, did you dig underneath you, it? Did you use the video did cheese? Did you dig underneath it? No. you really yeah, use the video <laughs> cheese? No, no, I found it out through trial and error because it was a really fucking hard fight. But yeah, the bosses from 1 and on seem to be more like endurance battles than like strategy. They are a hell of a lot easier if you have at least one other friend to get them looking the other way at you. But they also are like, like, like spongy in a way. I don't know how I feel. Like I, I go back and forth on the bosses. The building's great. The sailing, I think, is fantastic. Like some of the best, the best depiction of what being on an adventure in a boat in a video game is gonna feel like. Uh, the boss is on Not the other the raft, hand. Right, I don't know. The raft is kind of shit. Okay, so what I did with the raft was I uh, would would point myself at a destination and go make dinner, <laughs> and just oh, hope that nothing attacked God. the raft on the open water on the way. Because <laughs> oh that thing God. is really really slow, and I wasted a lot of time trying to get to the second boss a whole continent away just using rafts. Yeah, but I did it. Yeah. I did it, my friend. I created a portal. Yes. And and uh, my way. So, How do you so create what, the portals? What you want to be doing is is yeah. keep the ingredients for a portal in your pocket as you adventure, and on the other side of the portal, keep the ingredients for a big ship. And that way, you can portal around really fast and just drop a ship wherever you want. Break the portal down, take it with you on the ship, and then when you land with the ship, break it down, build another portal back, and deposit your excess inventory. <laughs> Oh, it's good stuff. Yep. <laughs> I mean, at the point, you might as well just like make it part of the game, but whatever. Oh, it's well, fine. I also installed the uh, <laughs> crafting from containers mod to make it go a little faster, too. Oh my god. Yeah, some, <laughs> a lot of things are starting to make sense now. Some, some basic cheesing bosses, True. mods. Are you a cheater? Okay. Some, some, I some, am a cheater. Yes. Some basic quality <laughs> of life features. Uh, you know, the first person camera oh, mods, real, real fun too. And I'm up here playing the game like honest. A, like a pure Viking. Like a true Viking. <laughs> I got the beard to show it. 
And over here, George is just like fucking typing in, I'm a cheater. I only did that <laughs> going three in times. Mode and flying across the continent. I, I didn't want to sail across the continent again to get my tombstone when I was making one of those teleporter trips. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I do actually wonder if they're going to implement some better death mechanics later on to make the, uh, the, the death runs easier on, on everybody, because they're pretty rough. They're pretty rough. I've just realized none of us have built a bed. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we, we haven't built a bed yet. None of us. <laughs> I think, I think it's that time of day where, where that's not, not the biggest concern. I... All right, for, We're such burly Vikings, we just don't care. I'll build a bed underground because they want it to have a ceiling. I meant underground, I meant on the first floor. I don't want to choke to death in the smoke, so I'll put it under the stairs. Oh my don't you god! Build a, don't you build a roof inside of our house? Bed needs a roof. Don't, uh, don't you be roofing inside our house. I won't roof inside the house like a Liam person. I'll build a roof on top of the house like a normal person. Hugin, Hugin was just talking to me about bed, so you must have started. Oh my god, I'm on fire! And, oh no, and the smoke! George, what have you done? Hugin appeared in my bed as soon as I plopped it down, as you know, just in case I'm not lonely. Wait, where where is the smoke? Where is the smoke? It was that down the first floor. The first floor. Oh yes. yes. Right, look, I'm trying to build a, build a third floor here. And then we can put a roof up. Help me build the third floor. <laughs> I will help you build the third floor, brother. Okay, this is... Matt, stop it! Matt, stop it, you son of a... Bye-bye. Getting revenge, are we? Getting revenge, are we? Is that the way it is? I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see the reactions to this episode, to see if, like, we all meet the fans' expected playstyles, because I was genuinely surprised at what a shitty little griefer Liam turned out to be. Hey, I've been good this one. I've been good. I've been good. I've been a good boy. So I guess we they'll just have to take our word on it then, in regards to you being a shitty little griefer a week ago. Did I just was only griefer? being... Look, I did griefer, two griefer. things. Uh, one was I just made McCree's life misery, which, you know, I think everybody can get That's on board That's historically with. accurate to the Viking Somewhat. experience. Yeah. Right, right. I, we can get on board with that. And then the only other thing I did, which I, I feel bad for, is I pushed Matt off a roof. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. But you didn't die. Well, well the point no. why you're on the <laughs> roof in the first place is because you, you just want to be up there. You're like solid I snake do, in the box. I do enjoy being in high places. You, you feel more complete up there. I do. I, I definitely do. Closer you are to the tree, more more complete you feel. I do. The, the, the more me and Idrasil are closer together, the, the more fun I'm having. So, I, I also wanted to ask you guys about what you feel about the hunger system in this game. It's fine. I think it's one of the... I don't know, because I've only really spent most of my time building in Valheim. Like, I, I, I haven't particularly gone and done the boss stuff. Even though I've spent like 20 hours playing. Um, so, for me, that kind of stuff has maybe not necessarily had as much of an effect, considering I haven't gone too much into the adventuring and stuff yet. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you guys have a better... Is it kind of frustrating? No. It, it, it's just, it just, you get better, more help. I think we talked about it last time. Yeah. Yo, I'm putting the poop and pee meter on as soon as there's a mod for it. I want more. The poopy pee meter. 
Give me, give me all your poop and pee meter mods. George's poopy pee meter. <laughs> Liam's better <laughs> facial animations. No, I just want uh, more stairs. That's it. More stairs, please. We've almost got a roof here. I, I, I like the hunger system in <gasps> that it feels like, oh, what? Someone just fell off the roof. I, I heard Liam scream, but it was Matt that fell off the roof. Matt fell, Matt fell off the roof. Um, but my, my, Hammer. oh no, it's happening again. What? My, the structural integrity of my oh. roof is falling through. Oh, you're flying too close to the sun, friend. Yeah, one of those things that people maybe don't understand about Valheim is building roofs is a complicated matter. Yeah, it looks like looks like your corners are going to be a little little uneven. Or that could be a solution. Yes, that's it's, that's this, pretty comfy. It's, right? It's, oh, almost there. But oh no! Come on! Just fucking ah! <laughs> the ceiling is collapsing on top of us as Liam uh, yeah. is trying to place blocks down. I never understand why. Like sometimes the roof system, I don't understand why. Uh, like, like why would that piece fall through? Uh, th these pieces need more of an anchor, Liam. Here, let me let me give us a, a ceiling. Okay, maybe the seal. No, no. Oh, good right. job, that George. Well done. Good all right, job. All right. All uh, right. What about supporting columns? Maybe, maybe that's what you need. Some load-bearing ladders, maybe. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, I, we could try with a, a. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Try it now. Try it now. I put. I just put some columns down, and will that will that work? Let's find yeah. out. Maybe. Okay. Okay. So far, the ceiling is not collapsed on us. Although so far, so I'm good. crossing my fingers, the suspense is palpable. Oh! <gasps> All right. Did we do it. We have our roof. Is, is it? Is it that easy? It's so easy. There we go. I'm putting my bed in. Hey, Daddy Potemkin's bed, baby. And there's my bed. Matt, where's your bed? Let's all sleep together. I gave you all my wood. Oh, oh let me wood. give you oh, some no, of my roof. wood then. The roof. Is the, the roof, roof still filter. falling down? Look, I'm just gonna put a giant pillar in the middle of our bedroom. Roof supporting pillars. Oh, a fire. I'm just gonna put a giant. I'm just gonna put a giant. Oh no. I all right, I'm I'm vomiting out some wood for for Matt there. There you go. I just saw him vacuum it up. But yeah, right. the the physics engine in this game is oh. is a <laughs> notch more, more complicated than what's going on with Minecraft. Cause cause uh, you do stuff won't float in midair. It, it'll fall down like it's happening on us right now. Yeah, and they have like a, a degree of durability and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's it's kind of weird. Like it doesn't quite work properly. Uh, it's janky, which I do enjoy because you get away with building some absolutely horrendous buildings that just look amazing. Jank is good. Uh, jank is good, but then sometimes it's frustrating because you can't figure out why, and the game doesn't want to really help you uh, in that oh, regard. Oh, yeah. As it turns out, there's a parry mechanic. Okay, now we want, Now I wonder whether that... I wonder if that will work. Nope. 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 That we're destined to have this sky loft in our building. Are, are we going to news? Uh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, we got to talk about the big news story last week. This week, yeah. I. This is going to be a weird time frame when it comes up. 
But everyone in my social circle was talking about uh, these NFT crypto art. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Pieces that are being sold for ridiculous amounts of money that generate apparently ridiculous amounts of electricity to make. That more or less create a string of text somewhere in the blockchain of cryptocurrency transactions that proves you were there paying money to stamp your code onto a certain JPEG of a piece of artwork. It's a very, very strange phenomenon of, of, of the digital economy in which a lot of the value is presumably speculative and just is supposed to be based on how much money people are willing to spend off this stuff in the first place, but from a materialist perspective, there's a hell of a lot of fuel getting built to make this stuff work to, to prove that you have the non-fungible token of a, of a JPEG of Donkey Kong is, is equal to a lot of cars burning through a lot of gas. For all I'm concerned, the value that these transactions represent is roughly, <laughs> roughly representative of the amount of real-world resources that are getting build, burned up making this stuff. Uh, one of the big personalities that caught a lot of flack for participating is Jason Roher. Roher? Roher? How do you pronounce that? Roher? I'm not really sure. Uh, he was a popular indie developer last decade, I kind of want to say, when, when a big wave of indie games were, were catching everyone's popularity in the Meat Boy Fez indie game, The Movie Day. He made Passage, which was a game about finding the meaning of life. Fun. Uh, he made S Sleep is Death, which was a game about uh, theatrically acting out stories with your friends. And then he made The Castle Doctrine, which is a game about using the Second Amendment to protect your home from home invaders that you shoot to kill. Oh, God. Yeah, the guy's history and ludography has taken a, a really weird and libertarian turn that a lot of a lot of game developers don't necessarily agree with which has put some people in an awkward spot uh he launched a nft art auction called the uh the, the crypto doctrine in which he's selling some low resolution pixel art from the castle doctrine on nft marketplaces and for what I could see when I checked on how the auction was going a few days ago, it looked like everything had uh, been closed down at the, the lofty, lofty price of whatever 0.1 crypto coins is that seemed like it might have actually been the starting point. So, the, wait, we're missing a vital part of this. There there are a few of those. Yeah, the, yeah. We're, the one of the I mean George are you going to talk about the fact that he didn't make any of the art and the, all the art was free yeah. that was given to him and, and and they're from like personalities with with names like Ashley Birch and uh oh where, where, where is my list here I remember seeing Ashley Birch on there um the guy who made Cannibalt Adam Saltzman also had some of his artwork on uh on this page for sale and they didn't explicitly give permission for him to do this well they gave they gave he asked for the art for the game originally <laughs> yeah. as like a gift to be in the game and then what nine for publicity nine years later now he's selling that and now it's bad publicity <laughs> thanks jason roar mm -hmm. 
Uh, so Adam Saltzman. Can you imagine? Uh, can you imagine, right? If somebody made you, if you, somebody asked oh, you, hey, Derek, you, Mr. Spelunky, Derek Spelunky's in there too. Yeah. Can you imagine if you asked somebody, right? Hey, uh, will you make me uh, some art for my game? Just you know, some some shitty paint, right? Some clip art, whatever, right? Right. right. Because that's all it is. It's like that a, is all it 30 is. by 30 pixel painting. Yeah. And then your friend's like, okay. And then they do. And you are uh, you end up uh, not only using it in a game, right? With certain mm -hmm. um, respects to, you know, only use it for the game, licensing. You know, you're not making any money off it, etc., etc. Then nine years later, you're like, I know. I'm going to sell that art you gave me for $9,000 in crypto. And... Three days of burning diesel in an empty bus in the desert. I, I feel like I'm missing something with uh, the story here. Uh, please, please, uh, in inquire. Let's see how well we can do answering questions uh, yeah. about th this incredibly strange topic. Yeah, I, I, cause I, I don't. I, I could <laughs> be half paying attention, but like, well, how do you make crypto art? So what you do is you create a, a unique token in the blockchain of a cryptocurrency purchase that is associated with the moment where you're stamping your identity on a JPEG of this image of the artwork. The, the idea is that you're paying lots and lots of money to uh, have ownership over a chunk of code. Not even the art itself. Like It's not like you're buying the rights to the art. You're buying the non-fungible token. Which fungible? Fungible. What fungible. a horrible what word. Is, what does that mean? It's a horrible word as well. Fungible. I, I, I literally for a second thought I was misreading it and, and they had made a typo for fudgeable. Because <laughs> oh. that's the idea, right? It's it's a record of a transaction. You can't fudge it a second time, so it's non-fudgeable. No, well, it's The fungible. actual technical term is fungible. Yeah, because it's not physical, right? It's like... Yeah. It has no physical element to it. Uh, so Matt, does that clear? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I completely understand what's going oh on. Oh my god! Sarcastically. I have no idea myself. All I know is that Jason Roja basically stole art people made for him for free as a gift, and now he's selling them for like nine thousand dollars a piece. And there's like a hundred of them. One of the paradoxes of cryptocurrency is that, that the whole record of all the transactions is, is like roughly synonymous with the blockchain. Like you can trace purchases through the blockchain, which I wonder if uh, that means that all the crazy illegal shit people are buying with it is going to bite them in the butt later on when the cops actually catch up with this stuff. <gasps> but that <laughs> does... Uh, I, it's so hard to describe. I don't know at the moment. I'm sure I'll think about a better way to describe it in the shower later on. But right now, I don't know how to describe it better than you are paying for a chunk of code that everyone sees when, when they look at the record of transactions being made with cryptocurrencies that prove that you made this transaction. And the value of these things can get really, really high into the tens of thousands of dollars, mostly from like rich people throwing money around to see what sticks, what people are actually willing to spend money on. That is called speculation. Um, but the, the machines that churn away at the, uh, the, the cryptocurrency transactions that calculate these, these things, the value that cryptocurrencies are supposed to have is supposed to be synonymous with the, the computer math problems that they're churning away at, which 
burns a lot of electricity. Maybe if, if humanity figures out how to switch over to a totally green electricity infrastructure, that problem, that chunk of the problem might go away. But it's primarily the biggest reason why I think normal people are going to steer away from this stuff for a good long while. Is, yeah, I mean... Is the energy costs involved. And also, just like, we are in an energy crisis anyway. For fuck's sakes, why are you so selfishly... So it's for rich people. Yes, it's entirely this for, rich, for people rich people. And selfishly continuing to contribute to the downfall of our entire fucking global society just because you wanted to buy some fucking shit art on the internet. My... Just so you could say, selfishly, that you were the only person who had the original part. Oh, it drives me nuts. And, and Matt is just staring out into the ocean. Yeah, Matt's just giving up. Sadness. Yeah, he's, sadness he's just at, upset at the, now. The, the, the state of indie game personalities when they go sour. I mean, um, Jason Roja didn't have exactly the best uh, reputation in the first J place. Jason Rohir has some answers to some frequently asked questions. Um, he says, I'm definitely taking a walk on the moral wild side with this one. Follow the saccharine sound of my silver pipe as I lead the way to ruin. What a pretentious tool, honestly. He also said, oh, I'm definitely cashing in on the hype. Uh, there's a great quote from, from Adam Saltzman, Mr. Catabalt. Uh, he says, when Kotaku asked him for a statement on the matter, he said, it's a lose-lose proposition for me. Either Jason does more gross public shit using my art, or else I have to, like, talk to Jason and spend some of my life doing that, which also <laughs> oh sucks. <laughs> what a response. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty um, good. Yeah, and, uh, unfortunately, that's, that's... That's the one news story I seriously looked into, found quotes, made a list of bullet points out. But some other mildly interesting things happened. Uh, Bethesda's lineup is now on Xbox Game Pass. Liam, you're going to be checking that out, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm going to. I think I'm going to stop playing Prey uh, just because I missed it. Really? Yeah. I thought I was. Prey was one of the good ones. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, well, that's what I've heard anyway. So I'm going to try and check that out now. I can. Uh, Victura has released, the developer of Six Days in Fallujah, has released a statement saying, We understand the events recreated in Six Days in Fallujah are inseparable from politics. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, there's a minor follow-up on Steam... Read the room, boys. Jesus. On, on Steam delisting the, uh, Frogwares game, The Sinking City. We covered that a few weeks ago in a news story, and Steam has followed up by actually removing it from the store. It turns out that the developer putting some trust in Steam was not as bad an idea as we may have thought. Although, I don't know, I feel like like in the good old days of brick-and-mortar companies, they'd... Or Japanese customer service, it would have taken them like one day instead of four. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> At least it's getting sorted. Uh, but Matt, for you in particular, uh, this happened just yesterday. I want to share you the, um, designs for the next generation of PlayStation VR controllers. Check your DMs, big boy. <laughs> Ooh. 
look, they, look, they look pretty. Yeah, yeah. That, looks, that looks weird. Well, they look about as weird as I think they're supposed to, in the sense that they look like regular, ordinary, normal VR controllers. I feel like my hands are going to be too big for this. I have a feeling. I feel like you're not going to be able to reload pistols easily with these, because you got to slap your hands together sometimes for that. These are for little baby children. I, I, I worry if uh, if you're not going to be able to to put your hand up to your face. Like, they got those big bubble shields around them, which VR controllers, you know, usually do. They're just placed in a, a bigger, puffier arrangement with these. Yeah. You can't really see it in most of the images, but these things are covered with uh, IR sensors. Where does it... Yeah, tracking. The VR controller is tracked by the new VR headset through a tracking ring across the bottom of the controller. You know, they're not using the term, the, uh, the, the Facebook marketing term, but it sounds like inside-out tracking, right? Eh? 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 Yeah, okay. Uh, and there's also finger touch detection. The controller can detect your fingers without any pressing in the areas where you place your thumb, your index, or your middle fingers. This enables you to make more natural gestures with your hands during gameplay, which is like the index features. Uh, I might be uh, overhyping that a bit too much because I don't necessarily see a similar equivalent to the Valve Index finger tracking pad, which is a different kind of plastic that you can see a crease around. But uh, they they say finger tracking. The words finger tracking are on the the. the blog post about this and there's also analog sticks which is of course a welcome upgrade from the regular ordinary psvr controllers i don't know if anyone was really expecting a next generation of psvr controllers to not have analog sticks but at the end of the whole i was about to say day but it's really like a year's long wait at the end of the year i'm just happy to finally get more and more hard and hard confirmation that this actually is for real happening I mean, they've definitely spent some R&D time on those controllers, so they're definitely still invested in VR. Yeah, yeah. there was the old R&D video that uh, Road to VR released where Sony had an internal R&D video of finger tracking that looked more or less just like the Valve Index's solution. So See, The worst thing they can do, though, is make these amazing, cool-looking controllers and then still have move support, and then games are just hampered <laughs> by the minimum viable of entering... You know, having to still be compatible with move controllers. And then what's their fucking point? I hope they drop move support because otherwise, goddammit. Well, I hope there's backwards compatibility with uh, the old VR games. I, I don't know. It sounds really complicated. The PlayStation ecosystem right now is really complicated. I mean, yeah, the next-gen crossover between the previous generation and this generation and the amount of games that you can play, but they have two different versions and some are compatible with 4K and not, and now it's going to add VR into that mix. It's going to be even crazier. Yes. yes, the guide, the official guide for how to transfer your, your saves over between all the different versions of Spider-Man is a labyrinth. Very uh, strange. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. PSVR two is 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 real. It's happening. We we now have the controllers. They don't look like the big boxy beige prototypes from earlier. I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully it's good. You know, VR. Any VR is good. VR news. I think at this point, I'm still gonna get me Oculus Quest two. I think, but uh, 
Yeah, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll slide over uh, your house, uh, George, and uh, show me your, uh, your new plastic. Yeah. Yeah. I know you like that PlayStation plastic. Ooh. Oh. The PSVR is like. You guys have beds up here. Let's all bed latex. It's really good. Anyways, uh, yeah, because I wanted to go out and uh, catch some meat and you know progress a little further in this game. I feel like, like I kind of just ran around in circles building the house and collecting wood for an hour. I feel like we've 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 put a we've got Dadland up and running. The town hall is here. Oh, bed needs a nearby fire? Yeah. We also need a roof. We have a nearby fire on we're, the x-axis. We're becoming quite high in the sky. I don't think this is gonna work anymore, unless we were to raise a bunch of ground up. Let's do that. Well, do you have enough yes, stone? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, I died. I immediately <laughs> fell off the balcony and, and splattered onto the ground below, and now now have to have to raise the ground from a less vantage point. Nope. But okay, for uh, those listening at home... <laughs> How how in the world are we going to describe this game logic? Because you need a fire next to a bed, but our beds are on the third floor of a house. So what I'm going to do is build a... And they don't want you building fires on wood surfaces. So I need to raise a I dirt surface why. up. Uh, let's do it here. Yeah, just build it on we, the side. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. already have a nice starting spot. Yeah, so I'm I, jumping I, underneath myself while... Planting down. Wait, wait, wait. Oh my god, wait, wait. Let me double check you're not building inside. I mean, if it, if oh, it is no. clipping... <laughs> it's clipping into the cooking fire. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have a, a little bit of dirt in our fire, and I just ran out of the stone requirements. Do you guys have stone on you? I don't. I th actually, I think I think that's high enough. You can put a fire it there. It might be, it might be. Matt, do you have any stone? I do not. I will okay, go. Okay, well, we're going to have to find out. Oh, and it's accessible from the top. You can drop down safely onto it. All right, I just need two more pieces of stone, cool. and then we are good. I can set myself on fire by jumping off the balcony. So I just created a giant, creepy earth pillar that is almost equal in size to our three-story house. <laughs> and it's going to have a tiny campfire next to the window our bedrooms are behind oh, wait. so that the freaking game will be satisfied that there's a bed near a fire. Can you access it? Uh, we're also gonna need meat, and I got some leather scraps on the way for a bow and arrow for this first boss, if you guys are interested at all in that. Ooh, we should, we should, that, that's how we should cap it off with uh, listener questions and us taking on the boss. Oh my, the first boss is so much easier than the, it's, it's insane what a wall the difficulty curve is after I that I wonder guy. if that is on purpose. <laughs> uh, but anyways, let me, let me, let me see what else I left, left for us on the outline. Cause I think we are pretty good. Yeah. I think we're on listener yeah. questions now. And yeah, then we're on listener questions. We did it. Oh my God. Is it nine o'clock? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What time flies happening? when you're having fun. Time flies I've when heard, you're having fun. I've heard of podcast gaming, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> well, I actually oh was thinking about... 
there there was some apprehension among us about whether or not this would work, but I think Valheim is such a chill and we, podcast game. We still game. have no idea whether it worked. <laughs> we will find out next yeah. week. So, so maybe we're calling it too early. <laughs> yeah, but maybe. I mean, maybe. we've had fun. We've had fun. That doesn't necessarily mean anybody else has had fun. <laughs> I mean... I feel like I've been working. You know, I've just been working this camera. You <laughs> guys have been, been having fun. Around. I would say that, you it, guys have been having fun. It's, it's been like... It's been like MTV. You did want to be I've, the cameraman. You did want I, to be the cameraman. Because it would not be watchable with, with your <laughs> camera angles. No, no, it would not be watchable. Not for a podcast episode built around Valheim. They forced me to do this. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I Whoa. was a poet. <laughs> No, I, mean, no. no I, I was totally for this. I was totally for this. You don't there get There were no guns that. to your head. Yeah, you, you want to there turn on PvP? Is that head. what I'm hearing, Leah? Is that what oh. I'm hearing? Oh, we're not turning on PvP. We're not. We're, or, you want to turn on We're PvP? taking listener questions. You want to turn on PvP, Leah? Is that what All right, I, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm on. I'm on. You're on? I'm ready. Yeah. No way. Where, where no are you? Way. Who, which one is you? Are you better uh, The one that says, maybe dead. Kill him. No, no, <laughs> I'm maybe dad. Liam is daddy Potemkin. Wait, let no. me let me test it. Let me test it out. Are you actually Hey you, you haven't even got yours on? Are yours yours is on? Okay, just make it sure. Okay, okay, okay. Alright. Just making sure you're not trying to tease me like you did last time. That's are you all. ready? Are you ready to dance the dance, my fellow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> George, yeah, sure. you you are the referee. I'm the referee, I guess. Oh. Alright. Oh look at right. Matt eating food to prepare. What do you mean? I had no food. I, I just nothing. saw you eat food. All right, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right, Are you I'm, ready? Oh wait, I'm almost ready. I just turned it Day on. Day four. <laughs> I just turned it Day on. Day four in the big. Oh, look at him! He's putting right. on some like scale what, what, armor. What, 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 <laughs> oh, what are you what's doing? Up, what's up, man? What are you doing? What are you doing, man? What's good, man? What's good? All right, I want a good, clean fight. What's good? What's fair and square? The referee's handicap. God, let's see oh if you can my god, this, this is oh, awful. We were such a happy community. I can't. Oh god, he's going after Joy. He's mad. He's mad. <laughs> yeah, oh, feel free. I don't have PvP turned on. I'm just going to keep, oh, you know, you playing like the game I legit. I can't believe you bought freaking other server armor over. <sighs> I made a new character and everything. I made I a new character too. Mm. Oh, oh man. man, you've let you've let me down here, Matt. All right, oh, you good, want good this? Oh, oh shit! It's still on. Oh, okay, no, it's off. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm 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 out here gathering stones, you know, missing the million dollar money Hugh, shots. Hugan's like, Hugan's like, you suffered a mortal blow. I'm like, well, I got killed by a griefer over here. <laughs> Ooh, that oh, now now Ooh. Matt's the griefer. Now that the cameras are rolling, Liam's on his best behavior. All right, and Matt's on his worst. <laughs> I mean, that's because he's the cameraman, so nobody can see what he looks like, which is like gleaming the, armor. The... The listeners definitely knew. <laughs> they know. Right. Look at that full set. Look at me, a naked man next to you. I look like a... Yeah, go on, give it a try now. The gods are on my side. Matt just oh, no. two-shot at him. <laughs> Come here. All right. hurt me. 
what am I what am I doing with this stone I'm bringing back? So this is how gods feel. <laughs> should should we go tackle the boss and uh, while well, we answer questions and then yeah, end well, the game. we're gonna need to do a, a bit of preparation. We need to cook some meat and uh, make the the fanciest armor and weapons we can currently throw Matt, together. Do you have? Matt, I have, have sped. Yeah. Do you have sped? Oh, yo, you gotta kill that. You gotta kill, kill, kill oh that yeah, right they do want deer trophies, don't they? So oh, it's no. just farming. We're just gonna farm and take what? your questions and then do the boss. Wow, this is. There it is. Oh, good job. Yeah, this is quality. It was leaning to the right. I don't know why I was leaning. <laughs> oh no, you've been talking to your roommate too much about politics. Oh god, leaning that... to the right. Wow, but you know what? George. Leaning, dude. After, after a few that years, those two <laughs> words do not mean the same thing anymore, ever again. <laughs> like you can't yeah, say left or right anymore. Not in 2021. And you, you can't say that and expect me to shit post about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm putting some meat on the Barbie. Oh, I have no cookable items. How do I? Items. I just slew a boar. Anyways, uh, you should put some meat on the baby. Uh, can I build a bow? <laughs> I cannot. I still need wow. more leather scraps. Oh, are we gonna chase this deer? Might as well. Where is it? Where is it? Chase oh, it to the right. water. It'll get wet. There we go. Yeah, it will just swim away to its death. Like AI is super stupid. Yeah, see, now it's gone forever. <laughs> no, no, now it's gone forever. <laughs> He'll come back. See you later, Bambi. We just gotta gotta yeah, make him like, think it's safe. All right. I salute you, so. brother. <laughs> <laughs> Matt just fucking one shot it. <laughs> Boop. Oh, go. you're gonna die. You you have oh, you leveled wait, up your yeah. swimming? No. Oh, I made die. a new character because I was playing the game fair and square. Matt, you've got to go out and get yeah, it. Yeah, you be you yeah, be the, my swimming the is, retriever. My swimming is pretty shit, though. Like a like a hunting dog, go find the. I hope you drown. Carcass in the grass. <laughs> I hope you drown it? in your armor. <laughs> I hope your armor weighs oh, you down the, to the bottom of the ocean. It's, sunk. it's on the floor, though. Okay. George, you're also gonna die. Nah, I'm quickly. fine. I'm a good video game player. I got this. Uh, how much stone do I have on me? Because I could raise the ground on the way there. <laughs> Listener questions? Wait. Yeah, listener yeah, qu listener questions. Um, wait, how am, I, how am I gonna raise the ground and also take listener questions? How many How many dead trophies and, do we uh, need? Two. two. We just need two. Just spawn it. Okay, I've just got one. It, I've got one. Yeah, fuck the ground. I've got one. I don't care about... I'm gonna put one in the chest. I'm gonna raise the ground a little bit. Do you guys have any dead no. trophies? No, I don't have any. Oh, okay, so we got one. So we only need Well, one. the other one's at the bottom of the sea. All right. Yeah, and you, can you actually go down in the bottom? No. Can you swim down? You have to raise. You have to raise the. You have to raise the ground and make a jump. I don't think it's down. And that requires stone. Oh yeah, it's there. Check in first person mode. And dip your head under the water. Put, just just put your god mode on, George. And fly oh over yeah. There. Okay. No one's gonna care, right? Um. I'm yeah, a cheater. Debug. What should spawn? You can just spawn it though. Because you can literally then, then just I spawn. have to look up the spawn code. Oh my god, that was some hacking thing. going on. <laughs> you still can't go inside the water? You can't go inside the water? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. I got it. I got it. 
Oh, and there's some good meat. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah, video games. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm a cheater. False. Nice. All right. All right. I'm going to throw some... So the other, the other, the other trophies in the chest next to the uh, the workbench. I'm I'm gonna. Um, we need to figure out where he is, though. I definitely. I, I did. You, you just gotta check the stone right next door. Yeah. We're good. George, in, in in this in this chest is the cool, other trophy. Cool. Um, I'll combine them. Uh, Matt should totally be the one oh, doing most of the fighting because he has his big dick. Oh, I'm on. I'm, I'm kind of just. I'm just kind of turning up to watch yeah. and kill it. <laughs> I would... It's a spectator sport at this point. I had this chap. Cue up that with listener question, George. Yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. probably far. All right. Uh, listener questions. We we got a little bit from Patreon and a little bit from the email address. Uh, dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com is your port of entry into this show. And slash or the, the Dad and Sons Patreon under the Patreon questions channel of the Patreon Discord. <clears throat> Let's run to it. Uh, Kimo F Wait. has a nice one. Dear Liam360, George1, and Matt Series X, what is your favorite needlessly <laughs> edgy character's backstory? Oh. And I don't know if I have a favorite one off the top of my head, but I definitely have a lot of memorable memories. You know, as a Metal Gear Solid fan, this tends to happen a lot. <laughs> yeah, Ocelot's a pretty fucking big... Edgelord, oh, isn't he? okay. I, he would be a contender for favorite. Like I, I, I'm thinking of examples of the most egregious, and like I want to say, Skullface was so needlessly edgy, but not in a cute way like uh, Shadow the Hedgehog is. Um, there's a lot of like Final Fantasy bosses that were pretty edgy. Yeah, especially what's his name from Ten. What's his name? Fucking bluehead dude with the giant wedding dress on all the time. Yeah, Seymour, Simon, Oh yeah, Seymour. Yeah. Did Kefka have much of a Boys backstory? Hey, whoa, hey, whoa. Let's keep that. Uh, let's let, that's blasphemous. <laughs> Don't say bad things about Kefka. You keep your Kefka points to yourself. Well, there's a house over here. I think it's across the river. Oh no! Do we have to build a raft to get there? Am I going to be using my leather scraps on that instead? There's water. There's, there's water to... Yeah, That's, it's on that island over that there. That is interesting. I have not played a seed where you have to build some sort of watercraft just to get to the first boss. To get to Ethica. Well, I guess is. we have a new project, guys. How many... What do we need for the raft? I've got one leather we scrap, George. Do you want it? We need six leather scraps, 20 wood, six resin. We might actually be good. Um... I think we're good. Yeah, I, I, I need his, resin his, his and the, wood. Here's the leather scrap. I'm good on scrap. Go. I just need one more piece of resin, but I do need like ten more pieces of wood. I, I here's the resin. Good thing there's and branches the here. There you, oh, there oh. you go. Wood, no, no, wood, George. Wood, wood, wood. George, it's, it's wood, 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 wood. Resin nom, and wood. Nom, nom, nom. Right there. Just vacuum it right. What up. would the wood wood? Check be? this out. Ow. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Let's ride. And then I'll just tear the bench down. Hell yeah! This is this is absolutely my favorite part of the game right here. Oh, Matt just gave us the power of the boss we're about I to kill. I said that before being reminded that we're in a raft and not a real boat. Okay. Oh, oh so we got a lot of time here to think of characters with needlessly edgy backstories. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, in the 
This in is the gonna take some in time. In the Metal Gear Solid <laughs> series, all the bosses have some kind of fun backstory after the fact. A lot of them get really edgy. Psycho Mantis is super edgy. Didn't he like kill his whole village or something when they found out he was he was psychic? But he was also a really fun character with great dialogue. I mean, you I'm know, Shadow the Hedgehog is like only a classic meme oh, himself. Oh, yeah, but Shadow. The thing with Shadow yeah. is that it's hard to tell anymore. It's been so long, like, do people actually genuinely, unironically either hate or like Shadow? I think Shadow's just funny. Like, Shadow is a, is a piece of comedy. It just yeah. kind of exists now. Right, yeah. right. We, we're in a post-arguing about Shadow world. Now we're just accepting it. <laughs> Alright, I think if I sail into the wind a little bit here, maybe I can catch enough of a speed boost to carry us over into a turn closer to the island. Also, should we... We can't. We can't even. There's no way we could build a teleporter even if we want to, because we don't have that stuff unlocked yet, because it's gated yeah. behind the first boss. Boy, I'm glad I'm not playing this single player. Even though the first boss is oh, a yeah. tutorial, basically. Um... I mean, I have no qualms that Matt's just gonna one-shot it. And oh shit, our raft just took damage for some reason. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know if we hit a giant rock or the Leviathan. But man, <laughs> just like, attack this, that would be bad. These kinds of scenes strike <laughs> that perfect balance between you feeling incredibly fragile, but also incredibly comfy with your bros, you know? This is uh, this is a good ride. Yeah, it really is. I'm glad we got to do some sailing on the the great big uh, let's play episode, the one where we're changing the formula. No, oh, not not. <laughs> okay, next question. Uh, next question. <laughs> Oscar G has another good one for us. You need to demake a AAA game into a Super Nintendo game. What franchise that didn't exist until the Xbox slash PS3 era do you choose, and how does it work? Ooh. Bayonetta. Okay. How does it work? Whoa. It's, a, it's a 2D combat platformer. Yeah. Yeah, it seems, seems reasonable. Um, and it's slightly, like, bullet heli. So you have, you know, like Metal Slug style with her shooting bullets out of her feet. Uh, since we're playing one right now, I would want to suggest a Minecraft-like, except I would want to be really, really Ooh. conservative about it and be like, eh, just make it like Terraria. I would yeah. love to see a Terraria. <laughs> yeah, but that means ter and Terraria but... already kind of is that, right? So yeah. you're not really demaking anything. Well... And yeah. it fits the parameters of the... Qu Look at this volumetric shadow effect. It fits the parameters of the question. Um, I guess so. Uh, so who brought our trophies? You did. Uh, no, I didn't. Hold on, let me, let me, let me pick, pick one while you... you Wait, Matt, did, do you have Did we trophies? forget the trophies? No. No, I never had the trophies. We forgot George, you the were trophies. supposed to get the trophies! I no, thought you were supposed to bring the trophies! <laughs> Why would I have the trophies? <laughs> you! George! George, I literally said the trophies in the chest. Oh, there we go! Thank you, Matt. Hey, good job, Matt. Thank you for looking Save. up Deer's phone number. All right. Save the episode. So, alright. Well, <laughs> that was a big time jump there, right? Uh, I would like to see something like 
I, I'd be totally down for more like 2D or in the blind forest type of weirdness. Oh, but yeah. I feel oh, like yeah. that's a cop out. That's a cop. That's a cop out there. It's a George so, answer. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, I would love to see something that's like only done in 3D to somehow fit into a whoa. What? Oh, yeah, like some some sort of physics game or something. Do you guys need yeah. a campfire or we good? Nope. Let's let's do let's this. Do it. Like like Deus Ex or oh you know, yeah um, yeah because there is Shadowrun on the Super Nintendo. Shadowrun's a great so game like, as well. Cyberpunk RPG. Cyberpunk is. I want a Cyberpunk remake. Oh wait, they already made it. It's it's called Cyberpunk 2077. Oh. 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 You boys ready for this? Are we ready? <laughs> I'm ready to watch you oh, do it, look. Matt. <laughs> you got a good angle. You got a good angle here. Go ahead. Let's go. George, oh. load up another question before we do it. Uh, oh. Uh, oh, hello, God. dads and sons and daughters, what have you. I finally decided to work on some games I'd like to share. My current project is a game about dreams, with gameplay becoming more and more involved as you get more and more lucid as you sleep. My issue is I'm oh. a terrible artist, so I thought about the whole game being text-based. My question is this. Do you think a text-based game would be more appealing than one with bad to meh graphics? Or do you think it would be the opposite? Oh my god, we are just mont chipping away at this thing. I think I think bad art lends to your lucidness of your dreams, so I think fucking just go right in. I I I do wanna say that a game with bad art still has more screenshot appeal than a game. Unless the text looks really, really you, pretty and involved. You, you will really struggle to get anybody to play a text-based game, my friend. I'm sorry. So, yeah. the the one big example... I don't even know the name of the game, which speaks to how niche of a genre it is. What is he doing? Oh, where is he going? Is he driving? Oh, He's my God. To get the wall. Oh, God. The wall. Whoa. Oh, God. Whoa. 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 What is... What is... Oh, God. The are mad, really brothers. Bad, oh, God. Uh, Oh, and it's a good look with we that We need one. to pray to Whoa. Jesus instead, real quick. Oh, Man. shit, those waves! I don't know if I can take another hit. Is he calling forth another boss? That was insane. I wonder about that, because it does get super Whoa. foggy during the boss fights. Like, does it roll in the storm weather? Look, you see, even with Ben out, we, we would have got excited about those waves in that moment. It's very uh, hard to describe. There There is a game that um, is based off of a literary property that apparently The Witcher was <gasps> heavily inspired by that's a text-based game, but you, like, open up the pages of a tome with, like, ink seals that you stamp on the... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> George just got mauled. Oh no! Oh, he's almost dead. I was waiting for you guys to do the last hit. I'm, guys... I'm coming! I'm coming! I'm coming! I'm still alive! I'm still alive! Man, I'm still... I got it, I got oh, he's oh he's dead. You did it. <laughs> oh, he got stuck in. He's dead. Poor there goes George. Alright, let's go sit by George's. Yay! Let's go oh, sit by George's. No, no. Let's you... end this by sitting next to George's corpse. You guys don't have yeah. to wait on me. Uh, uh, feel feel no, to keep yourself busy. I'll I'll be there in just one one minor moment. Oh <laughs> my <he> God! <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe maybe I'm not good at let's plays after all. <laughs> If, you, if, you, if, you, if you're listening oh. to the audio feature, George just cheated and flew in and then double died, I guess. I, I, I landed a bit too uh, <laughs> inelegantly. 
<laughs> too inelegantly. Oh, man. Hair rests may be dead. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. It's been real. Uh, this is this was fun. I hope that this one-off, and I swear it's a one-off. <laughs> 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 but... However, if you would like to see what happened in Dadland while uh, you were listening to this episode, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Podcast or whatever it is. You can join our Discord community where you will be able to access Dadland and play with all the other wonderful sons and daughters, all the other sons Vikings and daughter Vikings. 